Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. 1234 in Edmonton. Zach Hyman coming up at 115 this week. He's the NHL Player of the Week. We will squeeze in some calls 105 to uh, 130. Going to tell you, guests and orders now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night in the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. I swung by the Oil Kings game yesterday, and then it was my night to cook, so it was good seeing everybody down at Roos Chris. Tuesday through Sunday, they're open from 5 until 10 p.m. till... Chris and Chef Altoff and Brendan and the gang that orders now sent you. Before we go to John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling, this text comes in saying, Bob, a couple of weeks ago I was fairly impatient with the team. The texter adds, didn't think they would make the playoffs like many of the fans. I guess, what do I know? Thank goodness Ken Holland is managing the team. Good job as of late, team and management. Well, some would say, ah, it's a self-serving tweet, Stoffer, a text for you to read. Uh, we are going to head off to the River Creek Resort <laughs> for Legacy Heating and Cooling. John, we, you're up on the air. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no uh, payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a Legacy oh, legacy no. Heating and Cooling. I asked the listeners, do you think differently about things today than you did, uh, you know, <laughs> the day after the, on the Tuesday after Edmonton lost uh, against L.A. and the way they went, you know, lost to the Kings, four goals. Uh, on the Kings scored four power play goals. Edmonton's uh, PK has gone 16 of 17 <laughs> since. Uh, they've outscored the opposition 31 to 13. They've won six straight games, and their next seven games are against teams 24 to 32. I'm not going to say they're going to win all games, but they should be able to. You know, they've got Columbus and Chicago to close out. They've got a very favorable schedule, I guess, is what I'm saying to you, John. You know, I never wavered. I thought the team would win forty-seven to fifty-two wins. I, I get to forty-seven to fifty-two mm-hmm. wins. I still think they're going to get to forty-seven to fifty-two wins, but that seems a lot more reachable now than it did two weeks ago. Are you laughing? That I, I think we should just read that text again, uh, Bob. A no, no. Of- I just, I just think that. I just think that we should thank Cindy Holland for her her text. Oh, there we go. I think it was great that Cindy texted in. You know. Yeah. Well, I know when I know my uncle Brian texts me because I got hate texts. It's just like the guys that do the parody count. I'm sure that's got to be family members of mine. There's, uh, this comes in, uh, Bob, with the team going well and a bit of pressure off. I find it even more interesting who Ken feels as a keeper and who is a trade ship. Well, I think the pressure is off. Is that fair? They're certainly they're certainly uh, tracking. No, and tra- I don't think it is. I don't. I don't think. I don't. I. I, I don't think the pressure is off. And well, I think how about that this? Maybe the, pre- you know, maybe the pressure's that, off to that, trade for a defenseman. At this no, time, no, no, I don't agree. Okay, well no, that makes great radio. No. Go for it. You know, I, I, I think that you know that's what managers get the get the big money to do to to make the subjective decisions that they they know in the long term what's important for this club. There's to have a stay-at-home defenseman on this team would be a huge asset. That hasn't changed from the last time they went on that five-game winning streak earlier in the year to this six-game winning streak. Nothing's changed. You know, the, as you know, Bob, the highs are higher and the lows are lower, and that's that middle gap that the, that the managers work with to say, you know what, let's, let's, let's understand what we need. They still need that stay-of-home defenseman. You know, the, the, the guys that, to, to the, the question in the last text, the guys that they feel are 
usable are still usable. The guys that they feel they, they can or will move, they'll still try to move those guys. Nothing has changed with six victories. You can't, you can't say six victories and the world is good again. It's, it's, it's not the, that's not how you manage. The ebbs and flows, and the, just as we call for patience lots of times when the team is down, you also st still can be aggressive when the, when the team is up. John, uh, an entirely respectful position for you to take. Here's, let me reword it. Maybe the pressure in the target area changes a little bit here. This is an audition period for both Philip Broberg and for Dylan Holloway. The combination of Broberg and DeHarnay to me, I think has changed. Like all along, I've stated they need to add at least a forward. I'm not going to move off that. They need to add a forward because I think we know. Well, first of all, when Yamamoto comes back, I think we can assume they're going to have to make a move either with Pugliarvi or Fogel because Yamamoto's going to play when he returns. So they're going to have to do something there. And I might assert to you they need... Now, it's funny, we're get, and I, I'm going to get you to comment on Vancouver in a second. Um, uh, the, this text comes in on the Ashley Fine Flores text line. Bob, I've heard that Bo Horvat uh, would be open to coming to Edmonton. Any truth to that? Uh, there's lots of talk on Horvat, and, he, and the texter goes, I think that the pressure isn't off at all. I agree with John. I think there's pressure now to add to forward scoring depth, maybe more so than defense. And I guess that's what I'm asking. Has, has the landscape shifted in terms of where the potential? We know they're going to add, John. We know that. They're adding one, if yep. not two players. That is an... That is inevitable. So let's just get it cut right to the chase here. You do not think they can start the playoffs with Broberg going with 11 and 7 with Broberg and DeHarnay. Is that right? That's correct. Okay. I think, I, I, well, no, it, it, no I, I, that's, that, that's not necessarily completely accurate. Do I think they can? Um, I don't think that's for me to say. I just think that they know that they need some more solid assistance on the blue line. Okay. See you and, that, and 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 that and that has to occur. And the one Bob the one thing that has changed is Kenny's ability not to be leveraged too quickly. Because if this team had been you know had gone 2 and 4 in this in this uh, six game span um, other teams would be leveraging him. Other yes. teams would be saying we know you're desperate. The prices would be higher. Now this team seems to have righted the ship. The prices won't be near as high. The, you know, Kenny has the ability to say, no, I can go somewhere else now. Whereas I think that if the, if, it, if the team was sputtering at the deadline or close to the deadline, then the prices would get higher and the desperation would occur. Okay. Uh, so where do they add? That's the question I have for you on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Because for me... I'm a little bit concerned about face-offs, I'll be honest with you, and I, and I don't mean to take a page down the Jarrett Smithson school here. I want an effective player, so I'm going to give people three names, and you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors. John, can you just hear me out here for about a minute? Sam Lafferty, six foot, 195-pound, fast right shot, plays mostly right wing. Okay, 1.15 million through 23-24, 6 9 and 15, 38 games played, minus 7, plays 14-38, 52.9% on just under 300 face-offs this year, 
68.9% defensive zone starts. That's one choice. Nola Chari, St. Louis, right shot, 5'10", 210. He's a bulldog, 1.25 million. He's a UFA at the end of the year. Uh, 10 goals in 47 games. He's even. He plays 14-13. He's had about 400 face-offs this year. He's 54.3%, 68.5% D-zone start. He can play center or right wing. Nick Bugstead, right shot, six foot six, skilled big man, 900K UFA, 11 goals, 20 points, 46 games played in Arizona, plus seven. That's an accomplishment on that team. 16-48 time on ice. He's had almost uh, 700 draws this year. He's at 46.3%, 62.4% defensive zone start. He can play center or right wing, skilled but not hard. Of those three players, Sam Lafferty, Noel Achari, Nick Bugstead, because I think Edmonton has to add another bottom six forward. I think it needs to be a guy who can help him out in the face-off circle and be a right shot and take draws. And they're all making 900 to $1.25 million. So that's manageable money. Mm-hmm. Which of the three should they target? Uh, well, I like Achari more than the other two, and, I, and it would be a, a little race, a tight race between Achari and Lafferty, and I would give Achari the edge because of his playoff experience. Okay. I, I would I would, I would give Achari um, a, a little more uh, credit for what he did before the before St. Louis before Florida when he was in Boston. So that's what I would do. Okay. Uh, this texter says, Bob, we've got to see Broberg against Boston and how he does against Boston's offense could be a yeah. potential Stanley. And I th- I do think if that is the one thing to this point, like the, the other game against Tampa Bay, the Oilers. Out Corsi Tampa Bay 19 to 2 when Philip Broberg was on the ice five on five. But Dave Manson did a brilliant job sheltering Broberg and Bouchard in that game. And yeah. I think I, I think it's fair to say if you're of the school, no, Bob, the orders still need to add on defense. The reason why it is a little unsettled is because, for the most part, Dave Manson has sheltered uh, uh, Bro- Bro- Broberg and, for that matter, Vincent Deharnay. Yeah, and I, you know, the, the one the one thing I would coach everything with on the on the defense is. Uh, with Dearnay and with Broberg, is it's still a small sample size. You know, we, yep. we, we're we're ta- we're not talking forty games. You know, Dearnay has been a, a really pleasant surprise, but we're not even at the double digits yet. And and you know it and the, the and one he had thing some going tough moments against Vancouver on Saturday. Yeah, well, they cut him back and, down the stretch yes, of that game. And well, which is why you go with seven defensemen, right? Yeah. Um, it, 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 and you know the, the, what's going for him is he's he's at 26. He's mature. He knows what it takes to get to this level. Now he has to make sure that he doesn't try to do too many things and keep the game simple. That's what he has to do. What happens is, is you get into that, you know, that moxie from going from making 75 G's to 750,000 G's, and then you start thinking you're Bobby Orr. And so, so now play the game simple. He's here for a couple of reasons, his size and simplicity. And if he can do those things, he can stick around. If he starts to get fancy, then you have to be concerned about that, and that that's and that that to me just takes time. Knowing your role, taking time to understand what goes on the ice, and, but there's no question he's been a pleasant surprise. That should not deter this organization from going and getting somebody to to contribute defensively, because you know as well as I do, Bob. If this te- this team's going to make the playoffs. If this team makes a long run, you're going to need ten defensemen anyway. Yeah, ten. 
So go get one and use him and make sure that he can f- fill the void on the defensive side of the puck. All right, Ryan in Red Deer says, Bob, I agree that McLeod is not ready to be a third-line playoff center yet. I didn't say that. What I said is I would I add another. you said that, Bob. Yeah, there we go. I'm radio myself on my own show. Uh, they need a better face-off man and penalty killer. I'd also like to see the orders add a Luke Shen type D-man. Well, Shen makes sense because of the price point. And that's yes. where I'm. The, the three players I suggested all make under 1.25 million. You got to find a way to make that work. And I like Shen because of the price point as well. It's a good suggestion on Shen. John, well, you, 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 and I think we talked about Shen three weeks ago. We so. did. And I want to circle back to Shen and the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, is Jim Rutherford a friend of yours? Yes, I think so. Okay. Uh, are you surprised how this has played out with Bruce Boudreaux? Or, you know, are you of the school, doesn't matter how you fire somebody, they're getting fired, it's never easy, or should have been handled better from a Vancouver perspective? Uh, I'm, dis- I'm disappointed the way things worked out. You know, the, the whether Bruce should be fired or not um, is, is not for me to say. How Bruce was fired... Uh, and how much news was out there for seven to ten days beforehand uh, was certainly disappointing. Um, and, you know, and I, 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 in talking to people today, I think Bruce is actually in a better part in his life today than he was Saturday night at, <laughs> at, uh, at, at, at 10 p.m. Pacific time. Um, and so from, from that perspective, I, I hope that... Uh, I don't understand why it happened the way it did, but it it happened, and hopefully we can everybody involved can can still understand that there are jobs to be done. And I, actually, the the guy I, I I I'm concerned about is I hope it doesn't rub off on Rick Tockett. Rick Tockett's got a tough job now, yeah. Um, and and hopefully the fans and and the and the city will give him a chance to to take over that hockey club and make it better. Jim Rutherford said the team needs major surgery. What do you envision they look at doing? Well, I, I, I think you have to identify what the core is there. Uh, so, and, 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 and I think, I'm not going to talk about Bo Horvat because I think they've already made a decision on him, but if you look at their core at Miller, uh, Elias Pettersson, Quinn Hughes, Kuzmenko, who they need to get under contract, I think you're going to. I think you have to make a decision on what what part of the core is going to disappear, uh, because you're going to have in order to try to do the major surgery, uh, in order to get some pieces back to help this team turn it around. One of those core guys, again, don't put Horvat on the list because I I do think he's gone already. But I think one of the other guys is gone too, and I you know. It's, don't be surprised if one. I, I, I would. I really. I guess I'd only be surprised now uh, if Pedersen was that guy. I don't think it'll be Pedersen, but in anybody else, it wouldn't surprise me. John, I got to tell you. So I've been privileged enough to do this job for 15 years, where I've traveled around, and and the orders have had some tough miles. Like we, we've had some tough years. Yep. Um, I don't know. Like, and I, and I said earlier in the show, I said it's never as bad as people thinks it is. Think it is, but it's never quite as good as people think it is when a team's going well as well. Like, there's always, you know, there's always something going on. I can't recall coming into a market and and talking to people that are there on a day to day basis, and they're like, this just isn't as simple as a coaching change here. There's something far deeper than that, mm-hmm. and. You know, I mean, it's kind of interesting because you look at Calgary, 
and what happened with you know Kachuk and Goodrow. Goodrow's going back in there. Two American players. They got a lot. They got a heavy American influence. J.T. Miller has a real strong personality. Is that part of maybe why Rick Tockett's the guy that's going in there uh, with J.T. Miller? Do you think? No, I, I think it's for just relationship with Patrick Alvin and Jim Rutherford from their days in Pittsburgh. You know, Mike Sullivan was the head coach. The Penguins won two consecutive Stanley Cups with Jimmy as the general manager. Rick Tockett was around there. There was always a, a, a good direct communication between them. And I think that that's when, when Jim Ruther, what every manager does, and you know this, Bob, when they get fired or move on to new jobs, they have a list of people that if I get another job, I'm going to bring him in with me. Yeah. And I suspect from the beginning, once that it realized, and I think he realized very early that Bruce wasn't his guy. Once he did that, he had targeted Rick Tockett from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, Demko will get healthy. I think he's a good goalie. He obviously struggled early this year. The team has, you know, defensively, there's there's not great structure and process. This is where we mentioned Brad Shaw left Vancouver and went to Philadelphia, and Mike Yo went in there, a guy that's... Um, He's got lots of opportunities in the league, that's for sure. Uh, the penalty killing, I mean, they only took the one against the Oilers and gave up a two-on-one goal off the rush against the league's best power play. Like, it's... Yeah. It, that, this, is, this, this is a team, I think it's still in the top ten in goal scoring. It's tenth. So, so, they were tenth so, going into that game, yeah. Yeah, so there, there's no problem scoring goals for the Vancouver Canucks. There's no problem scoring But they're 31st in goals against oh. and 32nd in save percentage. Just and and you know the the two goalies you know Spencer Martin and, and Colin Delia they're, they're they're just not ready for this you know even though Delia did have some Chicago time um, they're not they're not NHL goalies they're not and that's they, it's not for lack of trying they worked their tails off they practiced every day they made they did what they could do with with, with the talent they have so that's that's the goaltending side of it. Their defensive structure was horrendous, awful. And, you know, Oliver Ekman Larson was a shadow of his former self. That that was a problem. And you know, when when you're when you're talking about debating, um, you know, your five six defensemen, and you're looking down, and they really shouldn't be in the NHL. They should be in Abbotsford. That's a problem. That's they were they were tied to the to the Ekman Larson contract. They're tied to the Tyler's, Tyler Myers contract. This, this, this was, you know, the defensive deficiencies of the Vancouver Canucks cost them any chance of success this year, period. Wasn't the forwards. Yeah. The forwards are fine. All right, John, let me just, I'm just going to go to Rick in Leduc, who's Texas, because you can comment on this. The situation in Vancouver, Bob, reminds me a bit of the Harold Ballard Circus in Toronto. Not as toxic, but unnecessarily messy, to be sure, from Rick in Leduc. You were around uh, breaking yeah. it that time with Hockey Night, weren't you? When Ballard was the oh, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe was, you could actually because I, I, I know I was I was in the gondola, I was in the gondola sitting beside Bill Hewitt and Brian McFarland, the, the night that Roger Nielsen was supposed to walk behind the bench wearing a paper bag, because Harold Ballard had fired him the previous Wednesday after a loss to Montreal, and then couldn't convince any of his cronies, Jim, you know, uh, uh, Johnny McClellan, Jerry McNamara. Uh, King Clancy to coach the Maple Leafs, so he had to rehire Roger, and then thought had the brilliant idea: we're going to make it a surprise. So let's have you wear a paper bag, Roger, and we'll unveil you as the coach of the Maple Leafs. The the problem was that wasn't the bottom of what was going wrong with the Maple Leafs. 
In the ensuing 14 months, Harold Ballard brought back Punch Imlach. Punch Imlach lost full um, respect of the players on the club, made tremendously bad mistakes in trading Lanny McDonald, trading Daryl Sittler. Uh, Punch Imlach was two decades away from his success and made, you know, just destroyed the franchise. That was a 13 or 14 month period that changed the plight of the Maple Leafs for more than a decade. John, great stuff. Thanks for your time. Have a great day, Bob. 12.54 in Edmonton. We'll take a quick timeout, get back to some of your texts on the Ashley Pine Floors text line. Wanted to tell you that we're heading back to Southern California this April with New West Travel. You fly to L.A., you watch the Oilers play the Kings and the Ducks. This New West Travel hockey package includes airfare, four nights at the Marriott L.A. Lower Bowl game tickets for both games. We'll have a welcome reception with yours truly and special guests. For the California hockey package, reach out to newwesttravel.com. Quick text on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Hey, Bob, Horvat to Carolina or Toronto? I think Carolina would be better positioned because of the Max Pacioretty LTIR issue and blown out his Achilles. What do you think, Brendan? Does that kind of make I mean, they've got the obvious spot to fit him in in their top nine there. They, they certainly do. And actually, that's what Elliot was saying on Friday's edition of the show. Likely an Eastern Conference contender, and that was the team that he had brought up to. Yeah, I mean he's he is intriguing. If I, I mean you're, you're talking a couple of three million dollar guys going the other way, and I got time for Shen too. Who doesn't have time for Luke Shen? But uh, anyhow, off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn. And when we come back, you we're going to open up the River Cree Resort and Casino hotline for about ten minutes seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. The orders have won six straight. Do you feel differently about them right now? And also. What should they target? We know they're going to do something. Do they still look at adding a D, or would you shift the focus to a forward? You can text us or reach us at 780-496-0063.